Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. Today's episode features Dr. Jake Hebert, physicist and research associate with the Institute for Creation Research. Here's Dr. Hebert. If you've been keeping up with the news, you know that the subject of global warming or climate change is a very, if you'll pardon the pun, a very hot topic. And in in recent years, people have been concerned that the amount of atmospheric carbon dioxide could have an adverse effect on climate. Now, why is that? Well, you have sunlight uh, that falls on the earth. About 30% of that sunlight gets reflected or scattered back into space. The rest of it gets absorbed by the atmosphere. Some of it gets absorbed by the earth itself. That heats up the earth's surface, and the earth's surface radiates what we call infrared radiation. And there are some gases that are particularly good at absorbing and emitting infrared radiation. We call those greenhouse gases, and carbon dioxide is one of them, as is water vapor. And so the carbon dioxide absorbs some of that infrared radiation, uh, it radiates it, some of it leaks off into space, but a lot of it ends up coming back down toward the Earth's surface. So in a sense, these greenhouse gases are helping to trap this infrared radiation, and so the thinking is, well, you're going to get a warmer climate as a result of that. Uh, Now, recently, this topic has gotten a lot hotter. There are a number of Christians, evangelical Christians, who are saying that uh, we need to jump on this issue, uh, that we need to get with the program. This is a moral issue, that the evidence for this catastrophic global warming is so strong uh, that we just have to take action. And there are some who are arguing that those who express skepticism about catastrophic global warming ought to even be put in jail, uh, which is pretty serious sounding. So what should Christians think about this issue? Should Christians uh, be panicking over this issue of global warming or climate change? And I would say emphatically not. And there's basically three reasons for that. One is that a lot of the panic over this issue is being fueled uh, by doubtful science. Remember that secular scientists believe that the solar system is billions of years old, and so the Earth is undergoing these subtle motions over time as it orbits the sun, subtle changes in the tilt of the Earth's axis, the shape of the orbit, the axis is wobbling like a top, and so they feel free to run these motions backwards uh, hundreds of thousands and even millions of years into the past. And as a result of those supposed motions that occurred over those vast eons, Uh, you're going to get variations in the way that sunlight is distributed on the Earth, and they believe that this is what causes ice ages and what also causes warmer periods. Now, Larry Vardaman, an atmospheric scientist at ICR, 15 years ago pointed out uh, this is a very weak mechanism. Uh, These changes in sunlight, the way the sunlight is distributed, are very subtle, and it's hard to see how they by themselves could cause an ice age. 
And so because of that, because the secular scientists believe in this theory, even though this seems to be a weak mechanism, they think there are other factors that can amplify these changes in sunlight and give you this out-of-control, catastrophic effect. And most of the panic over this, it's not really coming from the field of meteorology. It's really coming from the way they are interpreting chemical clues within the deep seafloor sediments and the deep ice cores. And that interpretation is based on the assumption that the Milankovitch theory is true and that the notion of millions of years is true. And so actually, this theory is quite weak. There's a lot of problems with it. In fact, I've been working on this quite a bit recently and have found a lot of problems with the arguments for this theory. Uh, The reason that most secular scientists accept this theory is because there was a very influential paper that was published in the journal Science in 1976 called The Pacemaker of the Ice Ages, and scientists examined chemical clues within two seafloor sediments that were extracted from the floor of the Indian Ocean. And uh, those chemical wiggles that they measured seemed to be telling a story about climate change that seemed to agree very well uh, with what the Milankovitch theory was predicting. And so as a result of that paper, uh, most secular scientists now believe that this is the correct explanation for ice ages, despite some of the problems that we've mentioned earlier. Well, I've been looking at that paper very carefully uh, for about a year. I found some serious problems with it. I'm working on a series of papers, uh, one which was already published in the Answers Research Journal. It's entitled, Should the Pacemaker of the Ice Ages Paper Be Retracted?, where I give an overview of some of these problems. And Lord willing, we're going to be publishing some more papers on this uh, soon. So a lot of this panic over this issue is coming from evolutionary old earth ideas. And in our next segment, I want to give you a couple of other reasons why Christians really should not be panicking over this issue. Now it's time for a short break. We'll hear more from Dr. Hebert in a moment. From sharks to butterflies, bats to orangutans, we can't help but marvel at the stunning and amusing creatures God has made. If you and your kids enjoy learning about animals, then you'll love our book, Guide to Animals, with its beautiful, full-color images and fascinating facts. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to Animals provides answers to many popular questions about the animal kingdom. How do chameleons change colors? How do jellyfish live without a brain? And what happened to the dinosaurs and other extinct animals? Guide to Animals shows how everything that can slither, crawl, soar, or swim displays the handiwork of God. Order your copy of Guide to Animals from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation. Here's Dr. Hebert. In the first segment, we talked about how a lot of this panic over climate change is being fueled by evolutionary old earth ideas. Because of that, the science behind this is doubtful. And it should be noted that a lot of these climate models have overpredicted the amount of warming in the past. And that could be because they're not taking into account all the relevant factors that can influence climate. In fact, my PhD advisor has done a lot of work in this area. Now, he believes in global warming, uh, but he thinks there are some factors that aren't being taken into account. 
And it should be noted uh, that for the last 18 years or so, it seems like this warming effect has leveled off. So one of the reasons uh, that we should not be panicking over this issue is because a lot of the science that is driving it is of doubtful quality. It's being influenced heavily by evolutionary old earth assumptions. Well, the panic is stemming from an unbiblical worldview. Uh, According to Scripture, God is very concerned about this planet. He's watching over us. He cares about us. But this this panic over this issue denies all that. It says we're on our own. We have to save the planet. And that's really unbiblical. We can't save the planet. And so there's there are other ways um, that this these unbiblical ideas are influencing this. As I noted earlier, a lot of the panic over this issue is coming from uh, this Milankovitch theory, which really denies biblical history. It denies a recent creation. It denies the Genesis flood. And the Genesis flood is the greatest cause of climate change in history. That's what caused the Ice Age. But if you deny that, you're going to reach a lot of false conclusions about past Earth history. And that can cause you to interpret the data in an incorrect way and to reach some very erroneous conclusions. Also, this this issue seems to be tied to a kind of humanistic worldview, uh, and it seems to be bearing some bad fruit. Some of the people who are getting all worked up about this issue have proposed some extremely radical ideas. Uh, A number of years ago, there was a New York bioethics professor who said that we ought to try engineering people to fight climate change. And one of his ideas was to make people shorter. Uh, That way we wouldn't need as much food. He also said we ought to give people drugs to take away their taste for meat. And then the really radical idea, he said, was we ought to engineer people so that they have eyes like cats. And that way we won't need as much light at night. And so we'll have a smaller carbon footprint. Well, uh, that sounds kind of scary to me. I think it probably does to most people. And parents have enough to worry about these days without worrying that a bunch of social engineers are going to try to turn their sons and daughters into a bunch of miniaturized vegetarian cat people. So this, this panic over this issue, is it's bearing bad fruit. And that, according to Scripture, is because it's coming from a bad tree. Uh, the root is bad, and that's why we're getting these uh, really dangerous radical ideas that are being proposed. Finally, a third reason that we as Christians should not be worried about this is that there are potential benefits to global warming. Uh, you can grow more crops at higher latitudes. You can have more farmland. There's already evidence that that plants are actually encroaching, if you will, into desert regions, places where the, the vegetation used to be more sparse, and apparently this is due to increased carbon dioxide. So there could very well be negative aspects to potential global warming, but there could also very well be positive aspects. And we would expect uh, that that may have actually been the case in the pre-flood world. There's some evidence that carbon dioxide, atmospheric carbon dioxide, was greater in the pre-flood world, and we probably had a much more temperate climate than we do today. Uh, so you see there's there could be some a downside to warming if it's occurring. If it's continuing, there has definitely been past warming, um, but even if it continues, that may not be all bad. And uh, so uh, you have to look at this and, and take a balanced biblical view of this issue and, and not panic over that. So hopefully those reasons will help Christians to sort of have a balanced view on this issue. 
again, if I was to summarize these main points, the first is that a lot of the panic over this issue is coming from doubtful science, particularly uh, science that is being heavily influenced by evolutionary old earth assumptions. Uh, it's being driven by an unbiblical worldview that denies scripture, uh, denies biblical history, and there's also potential benefits to global warming that should not be overlooked. So uh, Christians need to not worry so much about this issue and worry more about the Great Commission uh, that God has given us to share the gospel with the whole world. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.